Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's time for our segment, Politics, this week. With us is uh, the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It is our friend, Justin Katz. And Justin, um, <clears throat> let's uh, start off. I'd like to hear your thoughts on, obviously, we're now a week past that attack on Israel. It has really changed all politics, obviously, shaping the narrative, nonstop coverage, as it should be all around the world. But uh, closer to home, I'd like to know your thoughts in, in, in Harvard, especially a group of students, all the student organizations actually all signed on to a letter essentially blaming Israel for the attack. There's been some fallout after this, then a, a box truck was circling the campus with the names and pictures uh, flashing different students that signed on to this letter. A CEO in New York came out and said, well, we'd like the names of these students, not just the student organizations, because we want to make sure we don't inadvertently hire them. And, uh, and it's, it's just caused tremendous um, controversy on both sides. But I'd like to hear your Justin Katz uh, thoughts on what, what is taking place at Harvard. Well, I, I think a lot of – I think people are starting to realize and it's starting to become – kind of tangible and real. I think for, for decades, people have kind of had this impression, you know, because the, the baby boomers were all hippies and radicals, and it, that, that was just a pose in some respects, and they went on to the yuppies in the 80s, right? And so they, they think that a lot of this radical talk is just that. It's just kids being kids. It's just talk. They're taking a pose. But it's, it's not that at all. And I think that's what we're starting to see, particularly with with the kind of the resurgence of Islamism in this attack from Hamas on Israel is that there's a, there's a real consequence. You may think it's just talk, maybe for your own, you know, upper middle class or upper class child, it is just talk, but there are a lot of people for whom it is not. And, and it, what's becoming obvious is the, the direct line. So even if the kids are just talk, just ignorant and they're just talking and, and always support Palestine because they're part of our, our multicultural coalition and on campus, you know, that kind of thing. If even if it's that at the end of that trail is homicide, rape and decapitation of babies. And I think people are, are starting to see that and see how that's fostered. And I, I think that's a big part of it. And I think another big part of it is people are starting to take a closer look at this idea of decolonization and, and land. What is it? Land, uh, acknowledgement statements before meetings that we, we thank the, the right. indigenous people for this land that we usurped. That's not just talk to a lot of people. That's, uh, that is, that is an invitation to genocide basically is, is what we're seeing. And it, it's this really striking about this in some of the conversations I've had online with, with folks who, who are on the Hamas supporting side, I, you almost have to give them some credit for honesty. They'll, they'll, dodge they'll go this way they'll go that way but at the end of the day they will let you know that they 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 do not think israel has a right to exist and its mere existence justifies hamas's kind of action that's what's behind decolonization the assumption that you don't belong where you are the very fact of your presence is like a quote genocide and uh you, you see this even in a kind of weird ways with progressives with uh how dead naming people or transgender people or, or saying that they're they're or give using the wrong pronouns as homicide or, or a genocidal act against them. They believe that. And when they, people believe that it justifies violence against you. And I think that's what we're facing. And it's, I th so I think that it's encouraging to see some of, you know, 
who knows, there are a lot of CEOs in the world, but some CEOs pushing back against wanting to know who these students are because they're going to be problematic if they get hired. At, at least some folks are starting to, to awaken to this, this growing kind of undermining suicidal threat from the West. Now, Justin, closer to home, uh, Channel 10 was the only TV station did a story, but uh, someone that you know you and I have discussed, and obviously we've both uh, seen it on social media, but State Senator Tierra Mack first put out a statement, uh, I'm not neutral, uh, I'm with Palestine, full stop, not neutral here, meaning I'm against Israel. And then you also had the local leader of Black Lives Matter, Harrison Tuttle, also was the focus of a Channel 10 piece. A couple of things that jump out at me. First of all, there was no knocking on the door. They would certainly do that to me if it was a Republican. And we've seen that, right? Right. January 6th, one of the reps went down to Washington. They all absolutely, you know, as the guy's getting out of his car, they're then surrounding him like that. Um, they also just eared some of their statements that they had tweeted out, which are basically just talking points. You know, it's a nuance situation here and thoughts and prayers are with everyone impacted. What, what was your reaction to how Senator Mack and also the leader of Black Lives Matter, who, who most of the time is uh, BLM, we could take them one at a time, but he, if there's any police officer that did anything wrong, he'll go on camera and if anything expects to be on camera, nowhere to be found on this. But what about the coverage of those two individuals? Well, I, I think, you know, to be honest, the extent to which they even hesitated a little bit, <laughs> so it shows how powerful this is. But you know, yeah. they're they're offering they're offering talking points. They're they're really not. Uh, I mean, the they're, they're dodging. They're dodging. It's, it goes back to this idea that the the progressives they really do believe that this is colonization and they believe in overthrowing the existing order. That's what they believe in. And so it's kind of hard for them. It's sort of like a lot of people, fewer people remember now than used to, but uh, right after nine 11 there, you could, I mean, it, there was a lot of unity, but there was still this kind of, I remember I, one of my early op-eds in the province journal was about it. There was still this kind of, college professors and the radicals who were hinting around the edges that we had to be sympathetic to the attack and that kind of stuff. And I think that's, that's what you see, but I think you're completely right. The, the news media would be on them constantly. What about this? What about this? I mean, Harrison Tuttle was out there uh, at the, 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 I think it's a democratic woman's caucus promoting yes. Gabe Amo uh, who had appeared with Ayanna Presley. Uh, a rat, one of these radical Massachusetts uh, politicians, this would not be, if you were that f closely associated with a, a mega Republican, it would not be, oh, well, okay, you get away with the nuanced thing. Uh, I, so I, I think the, the response is it's indicative of two things. First of all, to some extent, the, the, the sort of standard Democrat mainstream Democrats are, are kind of frightened to go up against this group, as we've seen yeah. again and again. You don't you don't say anything bad about them or you get attacked. Uh, and I, I think they, they also they don't quite know what to believe because they 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 think they're all for love and goodness, the, these folks, but they're not. They're that's like a, the pose. That's the the dishonest language they use. So so I guess overall, to some extent I'm I'm surprised I mean uh, Gary Sass, who's a local uh, relatively conservative guy who's been involved in government in Rhode Island on the Republican side mostly um, 
was actually actually condemned a, a bit. Mark Parlange, the the president of URI, for his statement, which belittled, you know, kind of downplayed the atrocity against URI. And my response was, I was actually kind of surprised. I thought, because he does the land acknowledgments, so I I was kind of just surprised he didn't come out and say, yeah, it's all about Gaza. So I think that to an extent, you know, I'm, Mac and M, she actually put out, you know. She, a slightly more moderated speech it's nuanced they really they see a landmine here but i think the problem is it's is a dishonest landmine they'll get right back to calling for all of our executions soon enough and i i think that's it's an it's horrible that they're not called on it more that we don't get the i mean a state senator saying this is a nuanced situation is an invitation to journalists or should be an invitation yes. to journalists to say right. okay what's the nuance <laughs> explain right. it please did you sure. did you see the pictures of the burned corpses in the cars as they tried to flee did you see the, the did you see the other black lives matters groups putting out posters celebrating the the vehicle those air the air vehicles that by which hamas invaded a music festival and slaughtered people did you see that what did you think of that but they're not interested because they they want to they Everything has to be, they have to maintain this illusion that it's all about just uh, a nice kumbaya world where people of all different races and colors and religions can get together when that's just hiding this, this intention uh, to, to kind of massacre and, and drive people off their land. Folks, quick break, much more ahead. Justin Katz, managing editor at anchorising.com. Politics this week right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room, delicious food. Then they also have a great full bar, large dining area, and you're going to love the lounge. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. People rave about their delicious, consistent, great food, and also the great staff. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay with that only because, you know, you and I live in the world. We see how they react on certain things, meaning the media and also progressives and Democrats, how they don't react on things. Last August, Kevin McCarthy, the former speaker, posted a photo of him and Alan Funk. The reaction on social media was as if Fung had posed with the leader of North Korea. Then the media covers, oh, look at this reaction, and he's calling him out, and and, and it's completely absent right now. I mean, Gabe Ammo, he, all they want to do is run. He says he stands with Israel. The, the, the few days immediately after the attack, first he appears with the member of the squad. She wanted to defund the U.S. military aid to to Israel, and then that night he tops it off and he appears with with um, with Harrison Tuttle of Black Lives Matter in Black Lives Matter Chicago. Did a tribute to it by had the Hamas leaders parachuting in and making it very clear. I, I just think it's so important to point out how th- this is. There are two different sets of rules when it comes to how how these these events are covered. Oh, absolutely, and and you can you can almost see the the sort of the propaganda line go out, and it's a it's an interesting question whether there's actually a kind of a memo, hey journalists, here's our talking point, or they just do yeah. it naturally because they're all on the same page. But they're all Amo and Gary Leonard, the Republican. They're, 
they're just the same on Israel. They're exactly the same. Don't because they they see the vulnerability here. They see that. I mean, I, I know on social media, I've seen a lot of liberal Jewish people just shocked at the at the the people they've been allied with forever and their inability to see clearly on this issue. And I think people are questioning whether that applies to other things as well. So the the Democrats in the media and outside of the media see the vulnerability here and so it's oh no 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 amo and leonard they're, they're, they're both strong supporters of, of israel and exactly. of course they realize that progressives know that's all just yeah wink wink nod nod whatever we have to say this to get by but it's it's just not true and you you can see to some extent it's not true because they're not asking hey uh, you know like there's ri current which is a newer online uh, outlet yep. they had multiple statements from from Amos people, but they didn't ask, well, what about Ayanna Presley? And that was included right. in the article as, as what Gary Leonard had hit him for. What are you appearing with this, this radical woman for? They didn't ask about that. Instead, no. they, they delve into, oh, well, Leonard rescheduled his press conference and, and Amo beat him tweeting a pro-Israel sheet by 11 minutes. And uh, I mean, just it feels so obvious that they're just trying to protect their, their candidate for it. And I, I'm starting to wonder if it's, a large part of it might just be that they're not, they're really incapable of seeing the underlying nuance here. It's just so far outside of what they've been taught, um, what they've learned, how they've learned to frame news stories. They just can't even see it. And as far as the, I mean, Tuttle at the, the Democrat Women's Caucus, it's it's one of those just bizarre, it presents this idea. This image of people who are just so far outside of reality. I mean, you're yeah. talking Hamas is ISIS. They're Iran, their mullahs. I mean, that's that's they're all the same group. That's not a place where you want to be a Democratic Women's Caucus, let alone one who has a transgender man as its uh, as its leader, or a man who says he's a woman and therefore can run a Democratic Women's Caucus. Right. These are not people who are going to survive very long on the streets of a radical Islamic nation, and yet. They just don't get it. I mean, you see these these images online of queers for Palestine. Yeah. You people are insane. You they, They're just not paying attention to the way the world works. And I think that's what it comes down to. It's all about electing Democrats for them. And they don't they don't look at the underlying issues. And that's why I think that you don't get these questions. And that's why there's no whiff of controversy around these people. It's just, oh, the, our nice, friendly Black Lives Matter guy. Oh, our, our nice, friendly, queer, radical, brown graduate state senator. Uh, that's that's not, that, that's the image they present, but it, it's it, not the reality. It's not. And, and uh, especially, Justin, that photo, I mean, I'd, I'd like to support the letter campaign but you can't ask for much more than the difference he's standing there with now donnie anderson as the leader of black lives matter transgender minister and the leader of blm if 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 the articles though as you're exactly right rhode island carter province journal little to no difference between the two they see the vulnerability therefore look at the headlines basically match i still think the Leonard campaign I, I hope the gloves start to come off. I mean, this, he's still not mentioning his name. He did take the jab with Ariana Presley. But to me, if, if Gary Leonard can't, on this issue, show the difference between a 30-year Republican former Marine veteran and someone that's posing with Jennifer Anderson and the leader of BLM and, and also a member of the squad, if, if this ends up in a tie, then I, I, then I don't think there's any hope for the for the campaign but you're exactly right both of those headlines kind of matched i think you can get a twofer by also drawing out the 
Reverend Donald Anderson. But I want to pick up on something you said, Justin, that I also believe. If you step back, Harrison Tuttle and Tara Mack, they're actually both, they're really not impressive individuals. But the local media, they, they want them to be these very thoughtful, very knowledgeable individuals. You know, Harrison Tuttle sitting there with Wendy Schiller and Ken Block on Lively and Tara Mack, you know, all the glowing articles about her. But when you step back, if you remove the talking points, when this hit and they weren't sure what to say on their own, they actually really don't have anything to say. They're not knowledgeable. And that's why they just fall flat and either panic or they say the wrong thing. Yeah, and well, I, I think they, they know there's a, a major tripwire here. I, I, yeah. I spent one of the evenings over the weekend, I spent a little more time, more time on social media than I wanted to because I, I had fallen into conversation with some of these. You see them around the internet. They're they're anonymous, but their their names are in, in Islamic characters, and they're you know they're they're definitely out there uh, pushing that kind of the propaganda from that side. So I wanted to see if I could get them to say yes, Hamas did something bad here, and I just I couldn't. At the end of the day, they will be honest and they'll say no. This was this was justified, uh, and there you go. The Israel has no right to exist, and they need to be wiped off from the planet. I mean that's that's really what they believe, and that's I think. At, the best interpretation you can have of Harrison Tuttle and Tierra Mac is that they know that sentiment is major among their group. They've gone to these rallies. They've gone. They've hung out with these people. They've advocated with them. They probably knocked on doors with them. They know those folks are out there, and they've got to. They've got to be careful what they say. So they can't say slaughtering babies is bad because they people in their coalition are are pro baby slaughtering. Well, I mean, and I'm not even talking about abortion as a separate issue. But the. Um, <clears throat> That's they know they're out there. That that's the best interpretation. The worst is that they actually support it. And I think more and more I'm I'm moving in that direction. That these these young adults are just so radicalized, so ignorant, and so unable to think logically that they they actually do support uh, this sort of thing and would support it here and would say they support it here if they thought they had the liberty. That's the that's that's what really starts to get scary. And I, and you, you see more and more people suggesting you know i've always looked at history and wondered how the holocaust could even happen and now i'm starting to understand and i i think we're starting to really see that and that's that's kind of the question of our age are these kids just dumb and not realizing that that their talk has consequences or do they are they welcoming of the the idea that one day you know they'll roll up to our houses and and Somebody will massacre us and they can take our houses. I mean, that's a real that's becoming a real live question. And, and I know it sounds radical to say, but I think that's a lot of why the news media won't cover these things, because they want to keep that kind of question sounding crazy because it's, it's less and less crazy and it destroys their political ambitions and their their ideology. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week with us is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. Justin, you and I. But Amia Ackerman, who's a rep, she put out a statement. Like, okay, so she's just a rep, you know, but that she's, you know, mortified about what's happening and supports Israel. And even she has kind of hinted she's surprised at the silence amongst many of her colleagues. And, and here's what I would say about that. Um, first of all, it is a problem within the Democrat Party. And, and pundits are saying Biden could eventually have a problem. You start to hear people saying, oh, it's going on too long. And. You know, it's got to be a de-escalation and both parties need to come to the table, blah, blah, blah. But you and I watched during the Me Too movement when that exploded and, you know, Rep Tansy immediately said, this happened to me at the Rhode Island State House. And, and 
all of these representatives, no one was shy about taking to social media and blah, blah, blah. What, what do you make of the fact that by and large, and I went through some of the, the you know, usual suspects, so to speak, but whether it's that Senator Oyer in Newport or Tansy or Justine Caldwell or State Senator Bridget Valadier, who was she did take to social media last week to complain that the portrait of Gina Raimondo was not as big as some of the other portraits. But what what is this saying, Justin, about the state of the Democrat Party that that they are basically all sitting on their hands and, and not saying a word in the aftermath of this? Well, what it says is that they've they've been cynically using a lot of this this left wing rhetoric for political gain, that it's so much a part of their self-identity and the way they frame themselves and the way they see the world that they can't see clearly morally they just can't we i mean one of the most one of the most widely spread images of this whole of hamas's invasion was a young woman at a peace concert yeah. pro pro palestine from what i understand uh, in southern israel was killed put in the back of a van with her, her legs and arms in d- directions that legs and arms do not go half naked and driven around in a van for people to uh, Palestinian and Hamas supporters to gawk at and even yeah. whack and that that was one of the images. How can they stay silent on this? Well, because they don't want it to exist. And I think that's that's what we're seeing now this week is the through a lot of propaganda nonstop from Palestinians, Hamas and their supporters, they're starting to give those folks Okay, we're moving on now. We're in the okay. Well, let's just stop the violence now. That's the phase we're in. You can. You didn't react very well to the slaughter of, of innocent people from Israel. So now, now we can move on, and you can be comfortable condemning uh, water blockages and, and asking people to evacuate a city. And, and now you can move on to that, and and we'll, we're all back on the same page. And I think that's what they. I think they were just petrified and it's a mystery to me what i what i really would love to know just uh, for, for for psychological reasons and whatever did they have a moment like did did tansy have a moment where she was sitting in her nice comfortable house in in southern rhode island and said wow the these are not people i want to be associated with did she right. have that moment or did or are they just not even psychologically able to go there is it just you know this this is just so much a part of my self-identity being one with this group that i i cannot even go there and you know i either way what we're seeing is i think again how how you get atrocities and how they could be moved here and and we're you see these huge pro hamas and pro-palestine rallies around the world in, in major cities that's we've largely imported that and we have no defense against it none at all and and whenever i mean some of the images you see of of kind of smaller counter rallies and people they're for pro-israel getting attacked their flags are being taken there was one radical mullah in in london saying well if those kids dogs come near us again we're going to kill the dogs because we'll consider an act of aggression he's he's lecturing the police on what they're going to consider an act of aggression that's you can't keep the lid on that very much longer. And one of the, one hopefully, I mean, one of the hopeful potential good things is if, if the, if the radical Islamic, if the, well, the Islamic radicals moved a little too soon here and they playing their hands too, too early that then maybe people can wake up, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not optimistic because what we see in, in Rhode Island in our small way is they just want to go back to sleep. They want to be able yeah. to, to get back in their groove and, and not think about the horrible things that their, their allies 
believe. Folks, quick break, much more ahead. Politics this week, Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. At Med Urgent Care, walk in Urgent Care Center, all your medical needs. They're open seven days a week, doctors and nurses. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. Again, they're open seven days a week. At Med Urgent Care, when you need urgent care without the wait now, when I've been in that situation and I needed urgent care, that's where I went. If you want to go to an emergency room and have a long wait, well, you're free to do that. Otherwise, do what I did. Go to At Med Urgent Care, whether it's work-related, maybe someone's not feeling well, someone needs stitches, whatever it may be. At Med Urgent Care, comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility. There's two locations, one near you, Johnston, right in the Atwood Medical Center, and also 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. That's right across from Felicia's. When you need, and I need, urgent care, you want AtMed Urgent Care. Again, two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston in the Atwood Medical Center, and 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich. Seven days a week, doctors and nurses, AtMed Urgent Care. Our segment is Politics This Week. With us is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, looking at some of the other stories, what do you make of the feud that uh, apparently is going on? The Johnston, Johnston Sunrise did a story how the mayor of Johnston and Governor McKee, it's, it is, uh, it is, it's real. Uh, I'm just curious your thoughts. They were trying to, I think, almost paint it like, boy, this could be bad for the taxpayers if the mayor is not friendly with uh, Governor McKee. But what do you make of the story and the supposed uh, feud? Well, I, I think... I, not knowing them very well uh, personally, I, you just have to look at Policina's statements to to think he's probably got the the, the correct side of it. I mean, he's, he said right. he, he his good quote. He said the, the relationship his relationship with the the governor seems so strained because I speak my mind and he's so incredibly thin skinned and and that's that's just obviously true. Yep. Um, but but I think what one of the things that strikes me is there's an underlying assumption that doesn't get commented on enough, and that's that. Democrats are just supposed to get along. They're all on the same team. They all have to work together. No differences are allowed. If there's a difference, if there's a spat, that's kind of like, wow, what? Wait, what's going on here? We're supposed to all be on the same page and march in lockstep. Uh, whereas on the Republican side, it's it's nothing but fights and arguments and and interpersonal differences, and that's that's kind of celebrated in the news media. But that's that's I mean, McKee is definitely thin-skinned, and frankly, it's. It's on him, I think, as the sort of the, the state level official to to say, you know, wait a second, what's going on here? Why is there this controversy? How can I how can I reframe things so I'm not I'm not causing division in, in Rhode Island? And I I don't think we'll we'll see that. So I I mean we've talked a long time about how McKee's just not really competent. He's not really he he's not really a politically aware, no. uh, and he he's he is thin skinned and prone to i think lashing out and we saw that as policina pointed out with the hang up on them comment um i think that's we're seeing politics as like high school click battles is basically what what emerges under mckee and where really also came out was it was just a week ago but you had the columbus day dedication and statue i'm just curious your thoughts he works uh, down the dial. Uh, the media doesn't mention him a lot, but he is the producer for the York program. But Bill Bartholomew, two of his tweets, 
And one was uh, Trump banner was unfurled at the crowd at the Columbus statue rededication. And then also he put out protesters have arrived. One person next to me just yelled, lock them up. Now, first of all, it was two people. And I think we later learned it was like a brother and a sister that uh, did show up, held the signs and the crowd were yelling them. But what, what do you make of the uh, had to put it out there just so everyone knows I saw a Trump Theater. somebody carried a trump flag or sign or something here and then someone just yelled lock him up um, what do you, what do you what's your impression of that justin well, I th- he's an he's a an activist he's a he's a propagandist yeah. and yeah. i mean you can give him this he knows his audience that's what his sure. audience wants to see they want right. oh they, they, the protesters are the good guys the pro columbus statue people are the bad guys right. and it's got to be linked to trump there's got to be a, a trump sign there there's got a, a somebody next to me yelled lock him up it's not like there was a the crowd was chanting lock him up lock him up uh so that's i mean that's what he's there to do and don't forget this is the guy who doctored a video of Jean-Luc, uh, Jean-Luc right. Goh to, to make it look like he out of nowhere clocked his black female uh, political competition. This yeah. is the guy who got a lot of traction out of that yeah. bit of Good propaganda. Point. And so that's what he does. And, you know, I, I would also say, I, I when I saw those those tweets from him as he put them out, I, I was curious and I went back through his feed and I didn't see anything at all about the massacre in Israel. And what, what what strikes me about oh. that is he's a working musician. Like he goes out, he does shows. Yep. They attacked. <laughs> they they, they yeah, glided into a music festival right. and, and attacked a music festival. And here's this guy who, who's some cross between musician and, and uh, talk radio personality, podcaster. He's got nothing to say. Nothing to say about that on his Twitter feed. But but the guy next to me said, lock him up about two protesters at a at a pro-Columbus statue rally or event unveiling a Columbus statue that that's just really striking. And so when I, when I say that I, I worry that a lot of these progressives will one day be the supporters of persecution of people, their political enemies, like real persecution, like lock them up in, in re-education camps and starve them to death. I think I, I've seen no indication that people like Bill Bartholomew will not. They're they're so far into that. Uh, I've, I've seen no degree of integrity. Uh, I, he almost certainly early on, but he almost never has anybody uh, who he disagrees with on his podcast. No, um, and and so it's just you know that's where we're headed. And and he's he's made some success of it. As you said, he's now associated with the one of the bigger radio stations around here. His yep. podcast is, gets a lot of attention from at least from the people he agrees with in that area. So he's, he's piecing together a, a career here and that, but this, so he knows his audience and that's what he's doing. And, and it, 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 it worries me that, that there's not any counterbalancing of that. He's just treated, he, you know, we've, he appears on a lively experiment, which, you know, I'm not sure how, right. how much audience they have, honestly, but, but it's a good indication. That's kind of, you're, you're within the mainstream media fold around here right. if you're on Lively Experiment. And he's right. there. He's, he's commenting. Yep. He's, so, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, but that's what he does. That's what he is. You know, excellent point about the uh, Twitter feed. Because even Bono, you two outed performing at the Sphere, they, they mentioned the fact that this happened at a music festival. Young people came together for peace at a music festival. They were, in essence, the first ones killed. And you're exactly right. I just there was nothing on his Twitter feed mentioning that Rolling Stone magazine had saying, you know, they mentioned, of course, in like the station nightclub fire. But, 
you know, just then the music element that that and they talked about when they had the uh, the the you know the attack in in France and so forth at a nightclub, and and they so it kind of goes hand in hand, but nothing nothing about that. And to me, it's because we know where he stands. He's he stands on the side of the Palestinians, but he just he won't come out and say it. Justin, what is your thought on? We also learned that there's supposedly this uh, very well off. Uh, individual who's going to be secretly backing and putting the money up uh, as a stopgap for the soccer stadium in Pawtucket. That's another one of those things. I I just can't imagine an example why that or situation where that would be permitted. Um, You know, years ago, someone might question if it was like a member of organized crime or a drug lord that was maybe backing something. But what do you make of the fact that they're trying to say that they have this individual who remain anonymous who's putting up this this stopgap money well rhode island in its desperation for any kind of development and economic activity i think we've gone into a new we're moving into a new stage here where it it was before will the government will back your project but we're now investors and we're, we get enhanced access and people have a right to know what's going on with this. I think we're moving into a phase now where it's just, no, we, I mean, we're, we're just, we have this person and this, the, the significance here is important. I mean, it's, I can understand why a business wouldn't want to be divulging every person who, who is, uh, who's involved or who, who might, who said they might back the, they would back it if, if things went south, which is the claim here. But, what you're getting into now, Rhode Island is investing a lot uh, into millions into this project uh, in one way or another. And this is saying you have a financial backstop is sort of like saying your, your investment is safe with us. So we're you and I, we're investors in this this project right. and we're not allowed to know. We're just supposed to take it on faith. Oh, yeah, there's there's a really rich person who's going to back things up. This is not going to go south like the 38 Studios thing. We, we've got a really rich person, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. That, you know, so on the one hand, I sympathize with the business not wanting to, not feeling like they, they can or should, and there are a lot of reasons they might not want to divulge every investor. But on the other hand, you know, we're, we are investors. We have a right to know, and I think that's a good... A, so my answer is, Stop doing this stuff with government. If if you've got this rich investor, go for it, build it. A lot of us would be a lot more supportive of your project if you did it. But uh, I, th- I think that's it. We have a right to know, and th- that we that we may not get to know is is an indication of a new a new step in how our money is just shuffled off to private interests. Governor McKee announced that someone that was working at a learning nonprofit is now joining his staff. Uh, you and I kind of jumped in on this um, as, a, as a senior advisor. He's going to be paid 178 I, I just, I, I don't understand, you know, obviously the obvious the job was never posted, but how they just come up with a figure like that. It's basically also like it's 178 783 so close enough to 179 But in, you and I both know in the private sector, um, and I'll even look at this. This guy's working in a nonprofit. Now he's being offered a state job, which, as we know, then comes with pension and benefits and health care. How did they arrive at 178? And, and so this guy, if they had offered him 160, it's a hard no. Or 155, he's not doing it. He's not going to take this job. Instead of working for a nonprofit, he's going to turn down a state job 
um, un unless they offer them close to basically 180. The full package is definitely worth 200 when you you know go into a vacation and time off and uh, and healthcare. But what what is your thought on that, Justin? Well, it's you know it's it's kind of surreal and and how government sets these prices. Honestly, I mean, there's no there's no attempt to justify. It's just this is what it pays. You know, they, they look. I think they probably look at their other similar positions in state government, and that's that's kind of the extent of it. But it's exactly right. These are especially in some of them. I know, like the the governor's moving one of his somebody who was working with one of his nonprofits into another position that's similar in government. They they think these are jobs where they can just shuffle people around, and it's more it's more it, it makes more sense if you look at it as a a favor factory or a jobs program for insiders because there's there's no way if, if you're if you're running these and let's let's be honest these are not you're not talking high responsibility jobs where where you're going to getting be getting calls in the middle of the night and you you have some weeks are going to be two hundred and twenty hours of work. These are these are just government jobs supporting political initiatives, and there people want those jobs. You could offer less than cut it in half. I bet you'll find really qualified people. In fact, you you might even find more qualified people if you if you paid less because uh, they're they're not political insiders. Uh, but it, it's just you know it, it gets ridiculous. And it used to be I'm sure it'll come back around. Uh, it used to be a big thing to point out how many six figure. Employees there are, and, and it's, it's probably something I should dig into again because it's it it's probably gone up substantially. I mean, one seventy eight at this point is almost like almost like scraping bottom of the barrel for for government positions. Yeah. It seems like which is which is crazy. But it, the, as your as your tweet response pointed out, like you wouldn't take it for one fifty. It it really exposes the the ridiculousness of it. You don't hear anything about a competition. It's not like here's this person who is just so spectacular uh, that we had five candidates. He was the best one by far, and so we we had to give him this to lure him away from his other opportunities. No, it's not. It's it's okay. Here's how much I think we can give you yes. without without drawing too much heat. And that that's yep. that's how it works these days. Yeah. And one last just thought on that to me is, um, you know, the private sector operates of our people why do people take other jobs because they're going to be paid for money yet here when governor mckee will say well you know you got to pay to get top talent but the fact of the matter is so many of these people just in the jobs they have if they weren't working for the state there's no private sector company that would be offering them that kind of money so it's it's false when you have someone at the state house say oh they're totally worth it you know you got to pay top talent that's why we pay them 190 or 200 the fact of the matter is there's there's no job in the state that if they left the state that they could get for that kind of money they they take as you and i've talked about they take it to get the raise not for the security of working for the state folks again uh he is justin katz managing editor anchorizing.com our segment politics this week Justin, excellent job as always and we'll talk to you again thank you john talk to you soon Propane Plus, call them today. Heating and cooling in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209 in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359 for Propane Plus. Three generations you can always depend on Propane Plus for all your heating and cooling. Call them today, 401-885-4209. Three generations, they're available 24-7. 
a service and delivery, and they're going to serve you for a very long time. They have a great user-friendly website. You just log on at propaneplus.com, and then you type in your zip code, residential, commercial, Propane Plus Heating and Cooling, always there for you. Give them a call today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. The Johnson family, three generations, heating and cooling. You can always depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, the situation, um, it's very unsettling, isn't it? As we're seeing everything that is um, playing out both overseas and at home. Who who thought? A lot of people surprised the amount of support that a lot of the, the Palestinians have. When you look at some of these rallies, do you see, if you saw the rally in San Francisco, obviously New York has been, lack of a better phrase, but ground zero for so much of this and now there's going to be some local protests coming i want to point out also that um something that's going to be happening and it can't be ignored is that cd1 election congressional district one now i believe we're right on the cusp of early voting starting and that election is um is going to be coming up next month but um something so you there's still some some time here there's basically one two three full weeks full weeks of the election and then obviously so many times on the weekends and then the debates are not until right before the election but i believe there's two things happening number one the media is doing the voters a disservice and i'll i'll call out one is the well the providence journal and then even the there's a new online, the Rhode Island Current, and they're both putting forth this narrative that there's very little difference between Gary Leonard, the Republican. Now, there's a guy, 30-year Marine veteran, and that his policy, his views on what's happening in both Israel, Iran, that, that they're identical to the Democrat, Gay Bambo, who worked in the Biden White House. It, it, it's so disingenuous to try to put that forward. I'll say this about the Leonard campaign. If that narrative continues, then they do not have a shot of winning. Gary Leonard, the Republican, needs to point out that Gay Bambo, the Democrat, he can say, oh, yeah, I support Israel. And then last week, there he was with a member of the squad, Ariana Presley, rep from Massachusetts, who she was introducing legislation to defund the united states giving any military aid to israel that was number one plus the squad they're totally on the side of the palestinians i also want to take issue with these people that say you know not all palestinians are hamas well hamas is the elected governing body number one number two maybe they're not but they're all anti-Semitic. If that, I don't know if that means anything anymore. I can't believe what we're living through during this time. It's so open. The anti-Semitism that is out there. Who would think, you know, whether I remember being, you know, whether you're in grammar school or high school uh, and studying the what happened in the Holocaust, what happened in Germany in the late 30s, what happened with the concentration camps when I was... Uh, in eastern europe 
obviously visiting in Eastern Europe. Poland is where all the concentration camps were. Auschwitz, Treblinka, that's where they would, you know, round them up and then ship them off. It's very eerie, a lot of death in Poland. But th now the openness of the anti-Semitism, it's, 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 it's just hard to, for me to wrap my, my head around. I can't believe the amount of statements. But I'll also say this. I don't know Gabe Ammo, but for members of the media, local media, to be saying that there's no difference between um, Gabe Ammo, who first, as I said, was with a member of the squad, and then later that night, he was with the transgender minister, Donnie Anderson, and the leader of Black Lives Matter. And we know where Black, Black Lives Matter has a long history of anti-Semitism. Um, and, and, and they're not even couching it. For anyone right now to be saying, you know, we need, you know, de-escalate and we need peace. And that, that, that makes no sense at all. There's not going to be any peace. There's not going to be any peace. There's so much money uh, that was given to the Palestinians. And what do they do? They, they use it for terrorist activity. And, you know, it's one thing for people to say Israel has a right to defend itself, but it goes beyond that. Um, it, it is frightening when when you look at the rallies around the world. Yemen. I saw a, uh, they showed a rally in Bangladesh as far as you could see, meaning I, you know, vision was filled with. Arabs, Muslims chanting death to Israel. So there's some of the latest. Israel evacuates border. Clashes raise fear of second war erupting. Blinken meets resistance in courtship of Egypt, Saudi Arabia, on Gaza. Yeah, they don't want those people coming in there. What does that tell you? They don't want them. Egypt, they could easily open the door. Sure, come right in. Now, what do they say? No, no, no. Right? It was like Kramer with Crazy Joe Devola. No, I don't want that guy at my party. Will Hezbollah, Trump's friends, ignite a northern front? Well, it already seems to be happening. Then there's this headline, conflict tilting power balance in favor of Russia, China. That's exactly what they're looking for. Those are the two that are behind this. I firmly believe that. And I don't think it's that complicated. <clears throat> Putin is not our friend. Russia is not our friend. Um, I, I don't know about the term enemy as compared to adversary, but their actions certainly come off like an enemy. Now, Biden may make a trip to Israel. I, I would like to see it. Yes. Um, so right now we're talking about 100, almost 200 confirmed hostages. And I have, um, I have no idea whether or not, um, I, I, we're the, you know, I don't think they know where they are. Obviously, our government is trying to get those people out of there as uh, quickly and hopefully alive. It's hard to imagine with the situation in Gaza that the hostages would be alive, but that's what we have to hope for. All right, a lot of developments locally as well. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Men, women. You're experiencing hair loss? Well, call Scalp Masters. The micropigmentation, call Michael. Free consultation, 401-867-1097. They're located right in Cranston. 
what is the service for men and women that are experiencing hair loss or thinning of the hair. Michael is very dedicated. You can also check out their website. It's scalpmastersri.com. And it's very simple. You're going to look younger. It helps add density to existing long hair or hair transplants. They can conceal, hide hair transplant scars. It's non-invasive. It's cosmetic. It's Scalp Masters. Call for your free consultation, 401-867-1097. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel better about yourself. Look more like your old self. Call Scalp Masters. Take advantage of that free consultation. Call Michael, 401-867-1097. Men, women experiencing hair loss or maybe just want more density. Call them, 401-867-1097. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. So you have the CD race continues and you have Republican Gary Leonard, who's trying to, you know, utilize his experience and credentials, lifetime Marine against this Democrat game BMO. Now, there was a story yesterday in the Rhode Island Current. Now, again, I get I get it. Not that widely read, but they dove in and by all accounts, I can tell first publication news outlet to do a story about Israel and gay BMO in Republican Gary Leonard. Now, the headline says there's not much difference between them. I'm going to repeat something I said earlier in the week, and I like Gary Leonard. We had him on the program. I'd like to support him. I think people should vote for him. I think it would be a great change in Washington. Uh, the state should have Republican representation in D.C., Gay Bamo would just, he'd be a backbencher to Seth Magaziner, if you can imagine. But that's thats what it would be. But the problem is, at what point, I get Gary Leonard is new to politics. And something that they're lacking is the understanding and fundamentals and ability. They're not distinguishing where they're different than Democrat Gay Bamo. If you have a story come out, and it says there's very little difference between the two of them when it comes to Israel. The Leonard campaign is not doing their job. That's actually a very damaging story for the Republican. And it's actually a good story for Democrat Gabe Ammo because all he needs is like a tie. If he has press saying, boy, there doesn't seem to be much difference between the two candidates, that's a problem for the Leonard campaign. Gary Leonard, and I know he's been reluctant to do it, and this is all new to him and it's a big stage to try to be learning how to do a lot of this but the fact of the matter is gay bamo the rhode island current they they go through that uh gay bamo was at this and then he went to a prayer vigil or service uh for the people of israel but they don't mention that he appeared in an event with the local leader of black lives matter who refuses to condemn the violence of Hamas. Um, I think they, Gary, the Leonard campaign needs to say, Let, let's, let's look at the difference between the two. My opponent uh, appeared with a member of the squad. The squad is on the side of the Palestinians. The squad has taken sides against Israel. My opponent Gabe Ammo went and appeared with the leader, local leader of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter Chicago and other branches have issued their support 
for the Palestinians and have taken sides against Israel. My opponent has not called out a condemned State Senator Tierra Mack in her outrageous comments saying, I'm not neutral in this, full stop. I'm with the Palestinian people, the people of Gaza, not Israel. So I'll say this, at some point you have to decide, are you going to continue to blame the media or are you maybe going to look within and realize, gee, maybe we're not messaging properly. Maybe we're not getting across the message of where I'm different than my opponent. I think Gary Leonard, the Republican running for that, the CD1 seat, Congressional District 1 seat, and the special election is coming up next month, early next month. But it's not enough to just say, here's where I stand, and I'm going to leave it up to you, the media, to see where the difference is. Because guess what? When the media did that, the writer from the Rhode Island Current said, boy, I don't see a big difference between the two of them. That's a problem. If, if that's how it comes across, then you've got a major problem because this should be a big issue. This could be a winning issue. I like the Leonard campaign. I'd like to see, as I repeat, I think it'd be good for the state. It'd be good for the district. I'm sure they'd like to have another Republican in Washington. That much we know, especially someone like a Gary Leonard, who seems very reasonable. But the party, the people within the party and his campaign, they're not making the argument. They're not making it clear enough. It, and it, it can't be left to there's going to be two debates the weekend before the election. That's not enough time. I think, again, I get it. It's very difficult. He's never run for office. He stepped up. But if an article comes out, which it did, that said, boy, very little, no difference between the two of them, that's a problem for the Republican. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. Check out DePietro.com. We have merchandise, all the shows, video, exclusive stories waiting for you right there at DePietro.com.